Amen. Well, I missed being with you guys last week. I had a little bit of a stomach bug. It is uh, long past, thank God. And I was able to eat like a normal human being again, which is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. So um, I hope you're all feeling well. It's good to be back with you. This morning, I want to talk to you for the next few minutes. Uh, and when I say the next few minutes, that means absolutely nothing. It could be minutes. It could be an hour. I don't know. Uh, but I came to the office. Yes, Lord Jesus. There's an emergency. Let's see. These new iPhones are nuts. They start screaming at you. And Siri never understands me. Does, am I the only person in the South that has that problem? I am the only one. I, she never understands me. If you ever get a text from me, uh, you better love me because it's not going to say anything close to what I said, <laughs> ever. <laughs> In fact, you, will, you, you can guarantee you will have a follow-up text very soon that says, I'm sorry, I'm using talk to text. And sometimes I'll just text a little a gorilla emoji and a gorilla thumb. I mean, a, a, a gorilla emoji and a thumb emoji, which means I have gorilla thumbs. Those little butt letters are like this big. I mean, how is that supposed to work? And my thumbs are flat, so it's hard for me to... So I thought using dictation services would help, and I found out that's, that's just worse. I think Siri likes to do it just to mess with me some. Uh, okay, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. That, that might be exactly what it is. And I found if I speak uh, a certain way that she understands me, but that's not, uh, that's not native to my heart to speak that way, so I don't do that. I don't just leave it there. Um, but I was here, I think it was Monday, or it might have been Tuesday, uh, one of the days this week, and... Uh, no, 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 you know, actually before I came, I was waking up, I slept a lot. I don't know if I slept a lot or just laid around a lot this week. Um, you know, when you go through that, that whole flu thing, man, it just kind of wipes you out. One of the two things that I heard, but one of the things that I heard while I was waking up was, um, uh, son of man, speak to the dry bones to come alive. And it wasn't something that was in my thoughts. It's certainly not something I had been studying or thinking about. I just kind of heard it. And it's, in fact, it was around the same time that I heard the Lord speak about Ryan Newman on Monday, or on Tuesday, about 1 o'clock. He said, I was waking up, and he said, I'm going to make him a new man. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but he walked out of the hospital with his two daughters. And I believe that not only is he going to make him a new man physically, but I don't know anything about the man. He might be the best person that's ever lived. But I know what God spoke to me. And you can bet your bottom dollar that he's making that man a new man. Uh, but he said, speak to the dry bones to live. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37. I'm going to read um, from the New American Standard. This is Ezekiel speaking, a prophet of the Lord, and he says this, verse 1, The hand of the Lord was upon me. That's always a good thing. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. And he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. And I will put sinews upon you, make flesh grow back on you, 
cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know that I am the Lord your God. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I, as I prophesied, there was a noise. And that word noise literally means a voice like thunder or a sound. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. I was asked, give me a little bit. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, this says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may come to life. And so I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they came to life, and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you and will come and you will come to life and I will place you on your own land then you will know that I the Lord have spoken and done it declares the Lord amen thank God for the reading of his word so he brings the prophet Ezekiel and he brings him into the valley of dry bones now these were not skeletons heaped upon top of each other these were scattered bones it used to be when I had the picture of the vision that Ezekiel has here. In fact, I think it's more than a vision because the Bible says he grabbed me up and took me in the spirit. It's, a, it's an actual spiritual reality. But what was happening at the time was Israel had been removed from her land. She was no longer in the promised land. But I don't want to talk about old Israel because the Bible clearly says by the voice of God, he's speaking to the whole house of Israel. And if you know anything about the New Testament, you know that Paul says, now are we Jews. Not Jews after the flesh, but those that are after the spirit. If you're born into the kingdom of God, you are a part of the whole house of Israel. So I do believe in the historical context, and I know what he was talking about. But what I want to talk about this morning is a valley called the shadow of death that's been full of dry bones that are disconnected. That are not piled up on heaps. He didn't just get an, a pan, an overview. He got a panoramic view. He says, Ezekiel says, and the Spirit took me round about the valley. He literally encircled this valley. And on one side was a mountaintop. And on the other side was a mountaintop. But everything that was left of Israel was in the middle. Dead and dried up. And not even connected where it should be connected. It wasn't like you had skeletons. It was just simply dispersed bones. Excuse me. Bones only. That means there was no heart left. Have you ever been to a place where you felt so dried up, without hope, and your heart just wasn't in anything? Now you're going to have to talk back to me this morning. 
You're going to have to, you're going to, have to engage with me this morning because if you engage with me, when the Spirit blows in this house in a few minutes, I can promise you new life will come into those dry bones. I've been in a place before where all hope was lost and my heart seemed not to be in anything that I was doing. Have you ever been there where you want to engage but you have no heart left to engage? I've been there. Uh, no love, no emotions, just bones. No mind. Ezekiel looks and he sees no heart and he sees no mind. Have you ever been to a place where you couldn't think or reason or even make a solid decision? Where your mind seemed to be scattered or you had no thoughts whatsoever at all. You had tried everything that you felt. You had tried everything that you thought and none of it worked and now you're left with nothing. Have you been there? Has anybody besides me been there? Have you ever been to a place where you couldn't feel anything? He saw simply scattered bones, no nervous system. Can't feel a thing. No hands, can't touch anything. No feet, can't walk about and do anything. <coughs> Has anybody but me been to a place where your heart wasn't in anything and your mind wasn't in anything and you just felt like a wounded, dried up, scattered bones separated from anything remotely close to life. Your past was a mountain behind you and your future was a mountain in front of you but you're laying dried up dead in the middle of a valley called the valley of the shadow. Has anybody besides me ever, I've been there, I don't like that place and that's where God takes Ezekiel and says, prophet, in fact, he doesn't call him prophet. He calls him son of man. In fact, it's not just son of man. Son of the flesh is what he really says to him. Son of flesh, do you see these bones? A place where you feel nothing. You don't feel God, and you don't feel blessing, and you don't feel anything. In fact, sometimes you don't feel pain. Have you ever gotten so numb and so dry that you can't even feel pain anymore? Then after viewing what was literally a hopeless situation, God asked him a question that I'll ask you. Can you imagine? Can you go to this valley with me and encircle this valley full of bones with no heart, no emotion, no feeling, nothing, no blood? And God says, can these bones live? The prophet doesn't give a definite answer. The Lord poses the question, can these bones live? You see that they're dried. You see that they're scattered. You see there's no heart. You see there's no mind. There's no emotion. There's no feeling. Can these bones live? Thank God that the prophet had enough gumption not to answer affirmatively, but he sure as heck didn't answer no. He said, Lord, only you know. Have you ever been to a place where God asks you a question, do you feel like I can bring this back to life? And you don't dare say, I know you will, but you don't dare say, I'm not really sure. You say, Lord, only you know. You've been so broken that you don't want to say for sure, yeah, you're going to make it work again. But you've got just an inkling of hope enough to say, but you know, God, you know. Essentially what he said was, if there's anybody that can do it, you can do it. If there's any way that these bones can live, you can make them live. I don't see it, and I can't conjure it up, and I can't get enough anointing oil to make it happen. I can't pray enough prayers to make it happen. I, but Lord, you know. 
you know. I don't know, Lord. I've tried it all. I've tried my studies, and I've tried to pray, and I've tried to fast, and I've called the prayer group and the prayer chain and the prayer tower, and nothing seems to work, but I don't want to give up all hope. I don't want to say no. I just say, Lord, you know. Lord, thou knowest. Can these bones live? With no hope and no logic and no feeling, surrounded by the remains of decomposed bodies. Have you ever looked at your situation and say, man, this thing ain't just dead, it's decomposed. Man, my marriage ain't just dead. There's nothing left but bones. My relationship with my children ain't just dead. There's nothing left but bones. It is the very thing, the very last thing that's left after decomposition happens is bones. All the heart's gone. All the feelings gone. All the mind's gone. All the hair follicles are gone. Everything's the only thing that's left. In fact, if you look at a set of bones, you can't tell one set of bones from another set of bones. There is no identifying feature that could make me look at this and say there's life that can come. But I refuse to say, no, it won't live again. I just simply say, Lord, you know. Surrounded by the remains of decomposed bodies and asked by God, can these bones live? He answered, Lord, thou knowest. Even the prophet wouldn't give a certain answer. But a question from God was enough that it sparked hope in the prophet. So he said to me, prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. This is the message Bible. God the master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you, and you will come to life. I'll attach sinews to you and put meat on your bones. I'll cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive, and you'll realize that I am God. And I prophesied, said the prophet, just as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound Oh, a rustling. Somebody this morning is going to catch a sound. You might be in the valley of dry bones, in the valley of decision, in the valley of the shadow of death. But if you can catch the sound after the prophet speaks, if you can believe that there's a rustling, if suddenly you can hear whoosh coming, you can know the breath of God is going to come. If you hear a sound, it was a suddenly. The King James says, and suddenly. There was a sound. Suddenly there was a rustling. Suddenly there was a whirling of the wind. It was the breath of God. The bones began to move and they came together. They didn't just come together, but bone to his bone. It's not enough just to put things back together. I want you to put them back together the right way so that when it stands up this time, it'll be a mighty army. You're going to find out that when the bones stand up this time, it's not just the children of Israel. Now it is the mighty army of Israel defying even death. Uh, Right there in the valley of the shadow of death, the prophet opened his mouth and spoke to the dry bones. This sequence of events involving bones and sinews and flesh and skin reflects an understanding of anatomy available to anyone who would witness the slaughter of an animal. In fact, it is the, reverse, is the reversal of the decomposition process. Suddenly there was a sound. That word sound means a thundering, uh, thundering sound or a shaking. And literally there was a vibration in the earth that corresponded with the vibration in heaven and it made the bones come together. 
Why do you take so much time on Sunday mornings doing praise and worship? Because we're just waiting until that moment. And sometimes it happens in the first song, and sometimes it happens in the fifth or sixth song. Sometimes it happens when I start opening my mouth. Sometimes it happens when someone from the congregation. But as soon as there's a moment that the vibration of heaven is, is, is carried away and, and equals the frequency of the vibration of the earth, then that's when the suddenlies happen. That's when the things that are eternal become, my God. Doesn't matter to me if it takes five minutes or 55 minutes. I know for a fact by his faithfulness that if we can catch that sound, then the frequency of heaven matches the frequency of earth and things that were sick become healed. Things that were broken become whole. Bone begin to come together. Bone to his bone. And good God Almighty. And sinews and flesh came upon them. After the bones were assembled, muscles and tissue came upon the bones, and the bones were full of activity, yet they still did not have the breath of life in them. It is not enough prophetically to speak to bones. Prophetically, if we speak to bones, and it happens a whole lot in services, then bones begin to rattle and bones begin to move, and yet there is no breath in the bones, which means there is no life yet. There's structure, but there is no life. You can have all the structure and all the programs that you want to have, and those are good, but structure and programs with no breath equals just a bunch of skeletons. I'm ready for the Spirit of God to breathe upon a church so there's not just skeletons, but a mighty army, and that comes when we speak to the bones and we speak to the four winds. The bones were full of activity, yet they had no breath in them. We're no longer satisfied with having activity in the church. We want his breath. Jonathan David Helzer, when he wrote his song, he says, Like the dust that you first held in the garden when you knelt, pull me up against your face again until the breath of your hope fills the depths of my soul. It's only by his breath that we can live. It's, an, it's a picture in Ezekiel 37 of what's going to happen in Acts chapter 2. When a bunch of men assembled together in the upper room and they were waiting on a promise and they didn't know what it looked like and they didn't know what it would sound like. They didn't know if it would have a look or if it would have a sound. They simply knew Master had promised there's something better coming and wait in Jerusalem until you get it. Sometimes you just got to wait until it comes. Like I said before, it might come in an afternoon. It might come in the middle of a prayer. It might come in the middle of a song. It might come in the bathroom. But you can be sure that if you'll wait for the promise of the Father, the Spirit will come. And suddenly, in Ezekiel 37, and suddenly, in Acts chapter 2, the sound from heaven came. And when the sound came, there was a whole lot of shaking going on. The reviving of the dry bones happened in stages. The stirring of the bones first. The assembly of the bones second. Third, sinews and flesh came upon the bones and skin upon the tissues cover the bones. Listen to me, prophets and prophets in training. You must prophesy to the bones before you prophesy to the breath. You better prophesy to the bones first. 
assemble the bones first. And then when you assemble the bones, then prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the wind. We don't want just to assemble anymore. We want your spirit. So he said to me, again, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath. God the master says, come from the four winds. Come breathe. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. Slain bodies. That's the first time that he ever said that. Before it was just a bunch of bones. Now we find out they're not just bones. They're slain bodies. They were literally killed. Have you ever been walking through a season of your life where you feel like everything that was going right has been killed? It might be business. It might be finance. It might be relationship. But it didn't just die. It was absolutely, utterly annihilated. It was killed. And you still feel the pain of the death and you're begging God for some life but you're laying there waiting for a prophetic word to come well here it is here it is on 2-23-2020 here is the word to you I prophesy to the bones come to life bones God the breath, so I prophesied just as he commanded me. And the breath entered them and they came alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. In one verse, they're slain bones. In the very next verse, they're a huge army. God can take you from being dead and cold and decomposing to a mighty army in one verse, with one breath, with just one blow of the wind of heaven. You can go from being utterly annihilated to standing up like a... Standing up like a mighty army, defying even death itself. Surely you don't think that God is afraid of death. In fact, Jesus would not be swallowed up by death, but he would swallow up death himself. In a moment, when the gaping jaws came for Jesus, he opened his mouth and swallowed death. And then he stood over death and said, Oh, grave, where is your sting? Death, where is your victory? Not as a question, but as a victor taunting his fallen foe. He stood over death and laughed at it. Oh, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? So will it be for every dry bone that assembles and that feels and hears and receives the breath of the very one that breathed over the dead cold body of Jesus Christ in the tomb and said, come to life, son. And he that was dead came forth. I'm calling to some dry bones this morning to come alive. And I declare and speak to the four winds to blow upon these dry bodies, to blow upon these bones. I don't just want bones, and I just don't want structure, and I just don't want some meat and flesh. I want the spirit of the living God to come and breathe into the nostrils of this church again to blow upon these. So don't give up. When all hope is gone, we prophesy, dry bones come to life. When you're discouraged or you've lost hope, we prophesy, dry bones come alive.
When your heart's sick, heartbroken, or have no heart left, we prophesy, dry bones come alive. When you seem to have lost your mind, we prophesy, dry bones come to life. When you feel like you've been torn to pieces, and even the pieces are scattered to the winds, we prophesy, dry bones come to life. When your marriage is walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we stand up boldly and declare, Dry bones come to life when you haven't spoken to your children and you feel like all hope is lost. We cry out to dry bones. Come alive. It's a declaration. It's a prophetic declaration. Bones come to life. And when the bones assemble, and only when the bones assemble, then we call for the breath of God to breathe upon the assembled bones. You have a part to play. It is your responsibility to enact and enable the word of God that comes to you and says, dry bones come to life. Thank you. Thank you both, all three of you. I'll say it again. You have a responsibility when you hear the voice of the Lord calling for you to assemble, to assemble. Now we prophesy to the four winds. Eli, come play that last song, and Jake can come play it on the guitar. I'm finished. I'm finished with the preaching part. I'm done preaching. I don't want to preach anymore. I want to put my hands on you. I want to breathe. I want to breathe new life into you. I want to watch God take you from death unto life. I want to watch some. I want to watch the four winds come into this place and blow into your marriage, to blow in your relationship, to blow into your job, to blow into whatever, to blow to blow into your health, to whatever it is. I believe for this. I live for this. I live because I believe that we declare dry bones come to life, and we declare we prophesy to the four winds to come am I am I alone in in believing that God can do what he said he will do look you might feel like say you might not be able to say God I know we're going to live just say this God you know say like the prophet I ain't going to say you will but I ain't going to say you won't I'll just say Lord thou knowest when he asked the prophet can these bones live he wasn't looking for an answer he was looking for a testimony can these bones live In 35 minutes, I can tell you the story and preach the message, but I want you to do a favor with me. I want you to close your eyes and put yourself there in this valley of dry bones. I don't ask you to do stuff like this a whole lot, but I'm asking you to do it this morning. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine yourself in a deep valley. Everything that you've ever known behind you on a mountaintop and everything that you've ever hoped for in front of you on another mountaintop and you're not quite there and you're not quite uh, where you want to be. Right now you're in the valley. Some people call the valley of decision. You might call it the valley of the shadow of death. I'll call it the valley of dry bones. Do you see the bones? There's no heart there. No soul, no nervous system. No mind, no brain, no blood decomposing when I talk about this do you see a marriage do you see a job do you see your life do you think of a ministry that you feel called to and you never activated that you feel is dying when you see the valley of dry bones do you think about a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a father or a mother or a cousin do you think about relationship at all?
And he took me round about the valley and everywhere there were bones and they were scattered. And he said, son of man, prophesy to the bones. And so I prophesy. Dry bones come to life. Dry bones come to life. Dry bones come to life. I prophesy to dry bones to come to life. I stand in the order as a priest after the order of Melchizedek and as a prophet, as God has called me as a son of God and say, dry bones come to life. As my beautiful daughter sang this morning so prophetically, we call out to dry bones to come alive. It doesn't matter what the bones are. We call them for them to come to life. The slain bones, the slain marriages, slain relationships, slain opportunities, slain bank account, whatever it is, we call for it to come to life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let's all stand on our feet at this moment. This is a holy moment. God is doing some things right now. This is a holy moment. This is a holy moment. His spirit is in this place, and he's ready to breathe life into some dead things this morning. Jacob, go to the drums. Worship team, get on the stage and do it quickly. If you're, if you're a believer and you're filled with the spirit in this church and you're good, come to the front because we're going we're gonna to believe God for a move of the spirit like this place has not seen before. If you want to experience dry bones coming to life and you want to experience breath being breathed into dry bones, you want to experience the wind of God being breathed upon your life, I want you to line up right there where Tammy is between Tammy and Abby and you're going to walk through. If you're up here to pray, I want one of you on this side and another on the other side. I want to create a tunnel for them to walk through and we're going to lay hands on them as they come through. Assemble it quickly. Assemble it quickly. If this is you, I want a line of them here, a line there. If you're coming through the line, start there behind this lady right here where's my line That's right here people they're gonna walk through go around the back of the church over to right there there I know there are a whole lot more than the four that are there now as you come through I want every single one of you praying in the spirit to lay hands on them and watch the fire of God fall in this place watch the wind of God blow in this place come on somebody begin to lift up your voices right now you know how to pray this is a family ministry